0: waking up with Pat and Tom New Country 105.1 Looking at uh, just one of the many polls from viewers of the Super Bowl favorite commercials from from yesterday Uh, according to this one from the Chicago Tribune the uh, HBO Bud Light Game of Thrones commercial was the favorite I'm not sure I saw that. I might have been on my phone at oh, the that's, time.
1: That, that was, was, was that the one where they're trying to deliver corn syrup? Is that your yeah, yeah, I think Can so. I kind of get
0: the message that there's no corn syrup in Bud Light? Uh, I don't remember yes. that. Okay. And then uh, number two was, we were talking about this one off the air. It was for Hyundai. It was the elevator with just uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. And they were going to go buy a car, and it was like the worst place to go, so they were taking <laughs> them down in the elevator. That was cute. Uh, let's see. Number three was the uh, Bud Light special delivery. That's the one you're talking about with the corn syrup. Oh, okay. Okay. They had a kind of an ongoing theme, the Pepsi commercial with uh, Steve Carell.
2: I hated that one.
0: Uh, and, and number five, this one, uh, this was my least favorite commercial. They've got a number five, according to viewers, the Burger King Andy Warhol commercial. Hashtag eat like Andy. Did you see that one? Yeah. yeah it was, was weird. It was bizarre. And how many people, have, do you even know who Andy Warhol is? Yeah, I okay. do. I I don't. He's, he's pasty. Yeah. He's he, pale. He's like, Andy. <laughs> and, and yes, he's no longer <laughs> he's with us. He's dead, so he's not eating. So, what, what about eating? Like Andy is appealing to me. I, there was no nothing. Clue.
1: God. Uh, and you, every time I look at the guy, I went. I always go. God, the guy was worth so much money. He chose great clips again.
0: <laughs> Tickets to go see the uh, Sacramento Kings and the Miami Heat this Friday, Golden One Center. Kings are playing great. They've got 28 wins on the season. Last year, I think their grand total was 27. So, got a pretty Man. good team. Yeah. Or, Do they have 20? I think they only have 27. Oh, did they tie? Or maybe that's what it is. Okay. yeah. Either way, they're playing good. We
1: got us a good ball club this <laughs> yes, year. Uh, beating, beating Philadelphia was a big moment.
2: Yeah, for some people.
1: Uh, for a lot of us. <laughs> for you Sacramentoians, or whatever. You live here, too.
2: I know. I, I typically cheer on the Kings but when they're playing Philadelphia. Man,
1: your 76ers have just beaten Golden State at Golden State. They're rolling to Golden 1 Center. Uh-uh, denied Kings' win. Yeah. We go back to 2002. Here's your big question. Game 5, Western Conference Finals, closing seconds. What Sacramento King hit a big shot to beat the Lakers in Game 5 that year? Hey, Mike from Stockton, what do you think? Is that Mike busy? Yes, yes, It indeed is Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby hit that shot. Chris Webber took the big screen and knocked down whoever it was from the Lakers. Bibby hit the shot, and they won. And then we got robbed in game six and should have had our our free throws in game seven anyway. Congratulations,
2: Mike. But at least he had that game.
0: That's right. (laughs) And at least we have a team now that maybe someday, within the next couple of years, will help us move on. I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. No, though. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw something that I hadn't seen before in traffic. Last It was last Thursday. I'm driving down Foothill Boulevard in Roseville, and I could see that there was a truck in the left lane uh, just in front of me, and the guy was he was doing something in the mirror, in his rearview mirror, and I was trying to figure it out, and it looked to me like he was trying to trim his mustache, and it wasn't until we pulled up at uh, the light at uh, Pleasant Grove that I was able to confirm that, yeah, he was trimming his mustache with a full-size pair of of like scissors, you know?
2: (laughs) Like, like, not small little mustache ones, like a full size pair. Yes,
0: yeah, like the the big scissors. And he's got one of those big Sam Elliott mustaches, so he, he could have been using garden shears, and it probably would have been a little bit better. <laughs> and stabbed himself in the face or nose. Yeah. It, I, he, it was. I've never seen anything. like And it was an older guy. It wasn't like he was a young, you know, hipster trying, you know, being. This was this guy was maybe 65, 70. and, and he, well,
2: maybe he was in a rush that morning. He had a little grooming he, to do before meeting. Did he,
0: uh, did he have the same orange
1: handled scissors that we all? Had growing up, it
2: was yeah. it, it was that were, kind of, it, the quintessential. The, yes, the,
1: the
0: sewing scissors. That's what he was the, using. The yeah. full size. He could have easily cut to like, the tops off of popsicles and meat, <laughs> and could have taken off one of his nostrils. I mean, seriously. i n- I just never seen anything like that before. And the clippings were just like.
1: Tom and I were down in L.A. We saw a woman eating a uh, bowl of cereal yeah. in traffic. But Why? in L.A., I mean, you're stuck a lot. So
0: well, that was the same trip. We were going to Disneyland. We we're on one of those shuttle buses, and there was somebody in traffic reading a book. They had a book propped up on their on their steering wheel. Because that's just, that's how you that's how you do it in L.A. I
2: saw a guy watching an iPad once, like a movie that was playing on the <laughs> iPad, set up on his dashboard while he was but driving. But honestly, you see
0: this so much now, and I just wonder, does anybody actually drive anymore? You're making the argument for driverless cars.
1: You realize that,
0: right?
2: Yeah.
1: Because any right. time you see a dumb yeah. move, you, you pull up next to the person. I guarantee you, they're on the phone. Although yeah. the worst is uh, it, it, it's the little lap dog where we put the little paws up <laughs> on the wheel to make him think they're driving. And isn't that cute? Yeah,
2: it is cute, but uh, at so the same time, dangerous. Exactly. We
1: asked <laughs> on Facebook, and uh, Vinny says, Vinny from Auburn, I once saw a guy in a Pikachu onesie riding a motorcycle about two in the morning. When the light went green, he raced the guy in the lane next to him. It was pretty cool. <laughs> and he took a picture, and there's, there's the
2: there's photo. the photo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Awesome?
1: Consensus top to bottom was it's not best Super Bowl I've ever tasted. Yeah. There was a fun moment, a really fun moment before it all started, and it has to do with Russell Wilson, your quarterback for your Seahawks. My huh? guy, yeah. When he was 25, his first Super Bowl, he was only 25 years of age, and he talked about having the jitters, and they asked him what broke the ice. Do you know quarterback, legend, Hall of Famer Joe Namath? Of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. they brought him out to do the coin flip, and that... There was a moment there that broke the ice for Russell Wilson.
0: I had uh, I, I had the, the ice broken pretty early. I walked out for the coin toss, uh, and I'm walking across Peyton Manning, Champ Bailey. I go out for the coin mm. toss. There comes Joe Namath in his mink coat. <laughs> and, 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 and Joe's flip, flipping the coin toss. And, and uh, the ref, you know, hands it to him and says, you know, everybody with the legendary Joe Namath, he's going to flip the coin toss. He grabs the coin toss, flips it. And the ref catches it in midair and says, hey, hey. Gotta call heads or tails, <laughs> and, and Joe leans in. He goes, "Hey, hey, Wilson! I always had a quick release." <laughs> New Country, 105.1, Pat and Tom's Hot Nashville Minute.
2: Our boy, Michael Ray, is opening up about his wedding plans with Carly Pierce. Although there is much to be decided, he says that the entire process has been surprisingly quite easy, which actually doesn't surprise me very much. It's going great. He said we had our first meeting coming up, and it's just been a whole lot of fun. And she announced on Instagram she found the dress, which I'm really excited about. Can't wait to see it when the time comes.
1: You know why it's surprisingly easy for Michael Ray? Why? Because he's a guy.
2: Right, because he's not (laughs) doing any of the
1: work. I got a red-a-tux. What else to show up?
2: It also doesn't surprise me because we spoke to her and she said that she's been dreaming about this since she was a little girl. So I'm sure she has all the plans already made up in her head.
0: So if yesterday's halftime show was good for anything, maybe it's that finally the NFL will consider a country halftime show. Last time a country act performed at halftime was Shania in 2003. Since then, the NFL stance has been country doesn't have broad enough appeal. However, the overwhelming consensus from fans this morning was that yesterday's performance with Maroon 5, Travis Scott, Big Boy, and Adam Levine's abs was that it sucked. So maybe there's an opening, and if so, what would country fans like to see? Who would country fans like to see up there? Taste the Country took a poll last week. The number one vote getter, this is kind of surprising, Blake Shelton. But maybe that's because of his the recognition appeal. with yeah. the boy. Yeah. Uh, number two, Kenny Chesney. Number three, Carrie Underwood. Entertainment experts say the odds on favorites would be Kenny because of his ties to the NFL and because he has mass appeal and also Garth. Yeah. Just announced Jake Owen will be the pre-race
1: performer at the Daytona 500 uh, this year. That's on February 17th. And Ken Burns, he's the guy that's done the documentaries uh, all over the place like Civil War, baseball. He's done maybe 30 of them has one on country music. It is coming out in September. It's a 16-part series. And to celebrate that, on March 27th, a list of who's who in country music will take over the Ryman for a very special show. Was there anything about the Super Bowl yesterday that you liked? That's what we asked on Facebook. There were quite a number of you who said, uh, yeah, the store was empty, nobody at <laughs> Leatherbees. All right. to Got the close and personal with my parking spot at Walmart. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people liked it. It started off, Gladys Knight did a great job
0: with the national anthem. Oh, my Gosh, she is 74 and she nailed it. Are you kidding me? Absolutely nailed it. She was terrific. But other than that, I mean, the game, if you're a defensive fan, it was an awesome game for you. Otherwise, Cindy from Lincoln says, Not much. Even the commercials, blue. That's a direct quote, sorry. <laughs> right? Um, Beth Miller said, Adam Levine without a shirt was not bad.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was There were nice. a lot of
0: people taking him to task. One person tweeted, Adam Levine looks like if an Abercrombie and Fitch model started a band. <laughs> <laughs> but good for him. I mean, well, great. yeah. Darla, I love
1: Darla says. What was good about Super Bowl? The food I ate. <laughs> Same, actually. Uh, let's see. Heidi loved the Toy Story Four commercial. It was. I did like that. I, I like the see trailer. That one. You
0: didn't? I didn't even know there was a Toy Story Four coming
1: out. Buzz Lightyear's at a fair, and he all of a sudden he's a prize, and he's trying to help the tell the <laughs> other prizes get me down, and they're kicking him in the head. <laughs> These,
0: the consensus best commercial, the consensus favorite commercial looks like it's a toss-up between the NFL players that ran just before halftime with 44 living legends, and it, it breaks out. Marshawn Lynch uh, falls into the cake, and then football game breaks out. And then the uh, one with Jason Bateman, where he's operating an elevator, and the people want to go car shopping, and I so like that one. they they dropped all the way down to like you know the level nine of hell. Anything good <laughs> about the Super Bowl? Rich says, yeah, the end of football season, and we're starting baseball. There you go.
1: Now the good stuff with Pat and Tom. Let's see where you weigh in on this. Casey Hathaway is three; he's almost four. Lives in North Carolina. Wandered out of his grandmother's yard last week and was missing for two days. Pretty traumatic. Hundreds from the community out looking for him. Can you imagine how his grandmother felt? No. It's like, it happened on my watch. Are you kidding? Well, on Friday, a lady walking a dog heard whimpering and whispers, and she wandered up, up, up on him, and that was Casey. Casey was right there. Next thing, lots of people running up, screaming, you found him, you found him. He was safe. He just needed food, a change of clothes, and as his mom said, a bath and a lot of hugs and kisses. She asked him later how he was able to stay safe and how did you find a protection under a tree? What happened? And he said, no, mom. I hung out with a bear for two days. The bear kept me safe. A bear? A bear. At a press conference, the mayor asked about this, said, I don't know if he meant he saw a bear, thought he saw a bear. It's a cute story. I'm going to embrace the fact that he's back home and safe. That's when Casey turned to his mom and said, no, mom, it was a real bear. God sent him, and the bear made sure I was safe until you guys found me. He never left me for a single
0: second. Wow. You go, I, and I believe that because there are a lot of documented cases where wild animals have intervened and saved people. And I'll give you just one quick example that's very similar to that. In Ontario, several years ago, uh, ago there was a young Canadian boy camping with his family on a lake. And it was fall, and they were out in a canoe. The parents were out in a canoe, and the boy was on shore. The parents' canoe tipped over. Tragically, they died. The boy was left alone. It was getting below freezing at night. He was trying to walk back and find his way back to civilization. He couldn't do it. He laid down, and he felt this warm body snuggle up against him, and he thought it was a dog that came out of nowhere. Three beavers, wild beavers, Came out of nowhere and snuggled up against this kid all night. Like, it's documented. It's fact. It actually happened. And police said and when they found him the next day that if those beavers hadn't done that, he could the, have froze. The, the kid would have froze. Yeah. And there are other examples, some amazing ones. And, and if you want them, I'll pass them along later because they're really cool. I'm getting by right, talking we'll about it. a
1: couple of those at 810. I also think divine intervention, just my personal yeah. belief, absolutely. About a half an hour ago, we had a story about an almost four-year-old kid who got lost for a couple of days, and they found him. And it was just, just everybody was so happy that hundreds of people out looking for him. Nonetheless, he ends up telling his mom the way he stayed safe was that a bear was with him the entire time. And, and, and this kid again, it, uh, he's it, almost four. It was sub-freezing weather, right? It was like I'm not a, sure. It was North Carolina, so it was cold. It Definitely was co- cold. Yeah. Nonetheless, so so the mayor got up and said, well, that's a cute story, but we're just glad he's safe. And then that's when the kid turned to his mom and said, no, mom, it was a real bear. God sent him, and the bear made sure I was safe until you guys found me.
2: What? Well, bears are very maternal. What if it was a ghost bear sent from God? What if it was I mean, an actual Did, bear? You know what? I
0: think, I think just a bear is good enough. <laughs> I've been good. watching
2: way too many are, paranormal There are shows. many
1: cases, are, actually, where where animals have saved people.
0: Yeah, this is from Animal Planet. First of all, we had the story about the beavers that snuggled up next to a boy lost in the Canadian woods in sub-freezing weather, kept him alive overnight. Here are three other quick ones. In Ethiopia, three lions chased away two men trying to kidnap a young girl and then stayed with her until police arrived. What? Uh, In New Zealand, a pod of dolphins swam towards a group of swimmers, appeared to be trying to herd them towards the beach, and that's when somebody noticed there was like a 20-foot great white shark on the other side of the dolphins. And then in San Francisco, there was a man who jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge. This was in 2000. He survived, but he was so injured he couldn't swim. A sea lion came up and kept him afloat until rescuers arrived. He said later he regretted his decision the moment he jumped, okay. and he was grateful for that animal for being there. So it absolutely wow. can happen. Sir, you believe the story about the
1: uh, the 4-year-old and the bear? Go
0: ahead. I, I really tr- believe in your story. I remember way back when, when I was a kid, I saw this movie, and it was called Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle Book. I love that thing.
1: It's got to be a true story. Yeah, probably. Okay, thank you very much. Take care. Jungle Book.
0: Jungle Book. And that, too. 32-year-old Samantha Morrison been arrested by Stockton Police being held on $2.1 million bail accused of being a serial tagger. Now... Tagging isn't all that unusual, but Samantha's tags stood out. First of all, because she was prolific. She hit 72 businesses in just over a year. Wow. Got it. And second, because of the tag itself, which was the same message every time Turd Mob. And Mob is with two B's.
2: Oh. Is she part of a gang?
0: (laughs) No word as to what turd mob actually stands for or signifies, but she caused over $100,000 in damage, and each time it was written in the same kind of girly, curly-Q handwriting. You know, it wasn't like menacing tagging. It was like turd mob. And
2: Why? It it,
0: it sounds like a group of small dogs with IBS, but it it, it was apparently something that she... Her picture... Picture a thirty-two-year-old female who might have a tagging problem, and you could probably picture what she and looks like. Huh? meth head yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a little. I don't know. Uh, but you
1: started by saying that that Stockton sometimes is like a miniature Florida. I happen to like Stockton. My son spent the summer working there. I had a I I great appreciation. Disparaging. I'm, I'm know. just saying
0: every once in a while. I'll just give you two more
1: examples. In 2017, the year-end review of America's dumbest criminals. Two from Stockton made the list. I really, it. first guy named Donald Pugh. He f- had a failure to appear in court, and they tried to get a hold of him, but that was his old address. He moved. There was no forwarding address. So, what Stockton police did is they found an old picture of him. They put it on their Facebook page and said, "Hey, you know, maybe we'll get some tips off of this." They did from Donald himself, <laughs> who sent him a new picture that said, "The picture you're using is absolutely terrible. This one's updated." The
0: envelope had his current address on it. Right. Well, I- Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.